That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of <laughs> Chatting About Chucky with your friends till the end, Eric and Jeremy. My name is Eric Keppel. And my name is Jeremy Schmidt. Welcome. Jeremy, how you doing? I am. How am I doing? I had a mod show last night, big sketch show, big time sketch show in the heart of Los Angeles in the year of our Lord, 2019. And, uh, you know, I, I had three drinks after the show, Eric. Did you ever go out after your shows? Um, so every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, and it, when when you went out, did you go to Jay's Bar over in Silver Lake? Yes, I have been to Jay's Bar. Uh, yes. m- pretty much exclusively after sketch comedy shows. Yes, so I was there. I ordered myself three drinks, not all at the same time, of course, <laughs> one right after the other. And uh, I got to tell you, I think what I did, what the mistake I made was the beer, a whiskey, and then another beer because I'm feeling like a like a horrible hangover has occurred in my life. Yeah, I have found that you can't you can't like horseshoe back to the beer. You got to either do it like before or after. Ideally yes. after you drink other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and it was a, yeah, it was bad all around and I woke up and I, today I've just been in that funk, you know. It's not like I it's not like I drank a fifth of vodka, you know. It's more just like, ugh, I'm like I'm like a half step behind. Right. Yeah. You sound so. Actually, it was a perfect uh, day to watch a child's play film. <laughs> yeah, the most uplifting of the of the franchise so far. <laughs> yeah, a real uh, a real laugh a minute, a real laugh riot. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I'm really excited to talk about this one because me too. Because yeah. it's we it's it's got a weird. Uh, I think it's got, it's going to have a weird story. I'm going over some of the production notes and. Uh, and yeah, a lot of it is making sense from what I just saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been waiting waiting to cover this one. Um, so if you are new to this podcast or you uh, have a bad memory, this is a Chucky podcast. <laughs> and um, we are two comedy writers. And we uh, are basically going through episode by episode. We're going through each movie of the Child's Play franchise. Uh, so today we will be covering Curse of Chucky from 2013, mm-hmm. uh, and I usually do a little bit of uh, business or just like random bullshit at the top of these, but I don't really have anything, Jeremy. I did a <laughs> uh, I did a poll on Twitter the other day um, just to see what the consensus is of uh, who likes Bride of Chucky more than Curse of Chucky and vice versa, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think only two people voted for for curse, or I'm sorry, not curse, seed of Chucky. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of what I was expecting. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more people to be in the seed of Chucky camp, but I mean, Bride is perfect. It's it's like a it's it's just like a brilliant execution of a Chucky movie. So. So yeah. What? Yeah. You, you would you would go with Bride, right, Jeremy? I, I think I would, but I was shocked that it wasn't more even because to me they're they're both very good. So and they're kind of similar and they got a similar tone. I would put those two movies, you know, back to back. I think they also work really well together. But yeah, no, it, overwhelmingly Bride of Chucky beat out 
uh, <laughs> of Seed of Chucky, which, which, yeah, I mean, it, it's a better film, I think, overall. Right. And uh, another thing that, that's going on on our Twitter, uh, which is at ChuckyRules420, uh, <laughs> a lot of great stuff going on over there. Uh, we, we, yes. We've been hearing from the fans. Courtney tweeted at us the other day about... Oh, Courtney, in she's response, back. Yeah, in response to that poll, she's very, very much a, uh, a Bride of Chucky advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we also put out uh, kind of another poll to see what... Uh, what people want us to cover next. Uh, and I think what we're kind of settling on now is once we finish the child's play movies, we're going to stay in the uh, haunted doll uh, mm-hmm. genre for, for a little I've, while. I've, I've been calling it a uh, toys to life toys to life. That's a better, uh, b- a better uh, terminology for it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, so what do we have so far? We have Annabelle, the two Annabelles, yeah, so we have an Annabelle that's already been out, and then an Annabelle that's coming out shortly. Um, we have a handful of episodes from a handful of uh, cool, creepy pop culture television shows, both new and old. Um, you know, some of the cooler ones will be like the Talking Tina episode of The Twilight Zone. Some of the more uh, funny slash fun episodes will be like those Night of the Living Dummy episodes from the Goosebumps television <laughs> series. Uh, but yeah, we're just gonna do a handful of them. Uh, there's a, there's an entire series called Puppet Master, which is oh yeah, which we will not cover the whole thing, but we might do just like one big Puppet Master episode. Like maybe Eric, you like take two of the movies, I'll take the other two, and we'll like <laughs> we'll just combine our efforts to do like a, a seminal podcast on that. But yeah, we're we're gonna kind of bridge that over then into like the Final Destination series. Am I right? Right. Yeah, I think eventually, yeah, once we once we cover the uh Toys to Life uh films, we will <laughs> uh we will venture on over to uh yeah, it's looking like Final Destination is what the people want. I'm excited for it. Um Me too. But I just wanted to bring this up because I I love the discourse that's going on and people uh suggesting uh different things to us and I I think we'll pretty much do anything that people suggest to, to <laughs> yeah. an ex- at some point um yeah. we're kind of in the horror genre at this moment and I, I i'd like to stay here for a little while um mm-hmm. but yeah if you have any suggestions uh either in the toys to life genre or uh anything else uh our email and twitter is chucky rules 420 at gmail.com and then uh, we also have our Patreon going, uh, and we have a bunch of crazy, uh, cool perks going on over there, uh, including our weekly episodes called Chucky, Chucky Dark, Dark. <laughs> which uh, I don't know if you've been listening, Jeremy, but I have been going through and adding an echo to every single time uh, one of us yeah, says. I have been listening to every episode that we put out after we... Uh, after we do it, and uh, it is it is quite great. <laughs> you, I mean, just the five bucks a month alone is 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 worth it. Just to hear, just to hear the echo effect that I'm slapping onto these oh, Chucky hell darts. Yeah. Hell yeah! Well, and and I would say too that like our Patreon is starting to fill out quite a bit now. Toward the act, the perks are actually worth it now. I would say, I would say. Uh, 
donating at the five dollar level will get you a, a handful of of content now that's like it's like pretty good that we're we're really proud of um and that just comes with time you know building out that that repertoire of yes. good episodes you will have access to the backlog of uh, bonus episodes, and you can always opt out. I mean, if you if you sign up and you don't you don't like the bonus episodes, uh, you know, good riddance. Right. Good. Yeah. Get. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you. Yeah. I, I like to say. <laughs> we'll take the four dollars after Patreon takes their cut, and uh, <laughs> we'll each yeah, go out we- and get a. I don't know what costs two dollars. I don't know. Probably like a candy. I'd go out and get a candy with you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll meet somewhere in between where we both live. I, I guess maybe like Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. We'll meet in Scottsdale, Arizona. We'll grab a Snickers bar, hang out for a while, then go home. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. And Eric, one more thing we, we should probably talk about is uh, we are we are on the final countdown. We have... Uh, Literally, this episode, and then one more episode. Mm, yeah. No, so this will release. Yeah. So we're at the home stretch of of Child's Play films, the original. But on Friday, uh, the twenty first of June, so the week from tomorrow, uh, the day we're recording this, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, the new Child's Play film. Yeah, I'm. I. I'm excited. Uh, it's it's like a weird form of excitement because I'm trying not to. Uh, I'm trying to tamper, dampen my expectations a little bit because uh, right. I I have been slighted by remakes in the past, uh, and I do think that um, it's not great that uh, a lot of the original voices in the film. Are are not going to be involved in this, uh, in this production. So I don't know. Um, but I I am very much just curious about it. Right, and I guess all that to say, we will definitely be covering it on the show. Uh, how do you want to do that? And I mean, I feel like we could talk about this live on the air. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to take a break next week to talk about the? I mean, for um for that next episode do you want to like do you want to like do the new child's play film in between curse and cult i was thinking we release it i i think it, i think we we just do it after cult um okay because by the at that point by the time that the episode where we cover the new child's play comes out it will have been out for like two or three weeks which i think is uh, plenty of time for people who are going to see that movie to to go to out. have seen it yeah good point yeah all right sounds good cool glad so we so that, yeah glad we hashed that out <laughs> yeah uh any other like uh personal between you and me business stuff we should do uh <laughs> publicly no no prob- probably just that <laughs> okay um yeah. yeah so so what's going on so curse of chucky uh, came out in the year 2013, and mm-hmm. uh, as we always do, Jeremy, I, I would like to know uh, what a Jeremy Schmidt was up to in 2013. 2013, that is the year I graduated college, actually. 
Um, so thank you, thank you for that polite smattering. I was uh, I was in college for a very long time, uh, just shy of ten years. It was about seven years of uh, of college. I got one bachelor's degree yeah. in English to show oh. for it. <laughs> See, a lot of people when they go to college for that long are, are doctors or something. Right. And I'm a doctor of books. <laughs> uh, like what I like to say, I, I know how to read and write very well, thanks to the University of North Texas. Um, but yeah, so I was, uh, I was about to join the workforce, you know, uh, where I would I, I would end up uh, later that year becoming a uh, a manager of a post production house in in Dallas Texas which is kind of a mm. weird thing we didn't get a lot of good like fun cool business it was a lot of like editing sports reels for kids trying to get into good schools and editing slideshows for dead people to play yeah. at their funerals uh, wedding wedding videos wedding videos yeah I remember I shot a bunch of bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs uh very cool time though um I, I i had money for the first time so i was buying up a lot of like criterion collection blu-rays and nice yeah and going to a lot of concerts and, and stuff i didn't really know what to do with money you know like you get a bunch of it and you're like okay i guess i'll <laughs> just spend it all on stuff i like <laughs> so you were you were like very much into film at this point it sounds like oh yeah i mean this is like Honestly, 2013 compared to the last film release, which was what, 08? Was that the last? Um, when when, when yeah. was uh, Seed of Chucky? We were saying Seed of Chucky was like 2004? 2003. 2003. Three or four, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, at, in 2003 or four, I was a high school student right like i was i was a mere shadow of the person that i would become in 2013 i was pretty much the same person i am today let's just put it that way like like 2013 actually doesn't feel like that long ago for me you know um i was i was i had a car you know i was driving around i was going to work i like i, I pretty much like all the same stuff i did back then it's today still i the only difference is i started comedy in 2014 so like I wasn't doing that in 2013, but pretty much everything is the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty much the same as well. I think I was in 2013, I would have been like 24, 24 25. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, I would 2013 was like an interesting year for me cuz I actually went back to college. Uh I had been living in Madison, Wisconsin, uh working second shift at like a call center place and um uh djing at weddings i was like a wedding dj for a couple of oh, years oh cool or That's like two fun. years yeah it was all right it mostly sucked but yeah <laughs> um yeah and uh and then i went back to college in this like tiny beautiful college town in in, in northwestern wisconsin uh and it was fucking great. It was like, uh, at this point, I, I, I had like knew what I wanted to do with my life. You know what I mean? So I like oh, yeah. actually got something out of college and I was uh, doing journalism stuff and writing for uh, various publications in the area. And uh, that rules. 
Yeah, I taught myself screenwriting that summer. I wrote my first screenplay in the summer of 2013. Uh, I started a uh, a satire column in the in the school newspaper. It was a Dang, very you were you were productive. <laughs> it was a very creatively fulfilling time for me. It was great. Um, yeah, uh, Eric, what happened? I don't know. I've <laughs> been asking myself that for uh, five years now. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? Yeah. But yeah, it was it, it was great. And uh so that was uh that was kind of where I was at in 2013. Um so where the world in 2013 was uh well it changed a lot since 04 when Seed of Chucky came out. Uh now the words twerk and selfie are in the dictionary. <laughs> Uh, Lance Armstrong admitted to doping in all of his Tour de France wins on Oprah. Hell yeah. The real bombshell. Uh, mm-hmm. Obama. Are you, he, are you saying he's a real bombshell? No, just the fact that he <laughs> <laughs> was. Yeah. No, Oprah's a bombshell. Uh, Oprah's also a real bombshell. Uh, Obama is inaugurated, uh, for his second term. Hell yeah. Another bombshell. Yeah. Um, oh God. This is not. This is not a. This is not wordplay. This is just the order that I had this in. Uh, okay. The Boston Marathon bombing. <laughs> and Ouch. <laughs> Detroit. Detroit files for bankruptcy. So there's two. I guess I decided to finish it off with two very depressing uh, facts. Yeah. Uh, Detroit filing for bankruptcy, which I like to call a uh, a problem that even RoboCop couldn't solve. <laughs> Is RoboCop uh, is is RoboCop set in Detroit? I believe so. Isn't the isn't the RoboCop statue in Detroit? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen Robo- RoboCop. Yeah, it's it's amazing. By the way, you should definitely see RoboCop. It is it is. <laughs> I I revisit that movie like once a year. It is so fucking good. We'll do a RoboCop series. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 funny because I think it's like a hard drop from the first film to the second film. But are you a fan of Paul Verhoeven in general? Um, give me a refresher of okay some of his. I'll stuff. give you like I'll give you like a few films. Uh, he did RoboCop. <laughs> he did <laughs> uh, he did Total Recall. He did Basic Instinct. He did Starship Troopers. He did. Uh, the film L that came out in 2016. Yeah, um, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, and Total Recall. I like. Uh, Showgirls is another film he did. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, he's Perhaps. a uh, talk talk about satire. I mean, he's basically a modern day satirist, postmodern satirist. Oh, I would see the VHS cover for Showgirls at at Blockbuster when I was a kid and be like, uh, Aichi Wawa. My eyeballs would like <laughs> pop out of my skull like a uh, like the like a cartoon wolf. Yeah, uh, you yeah you were you ran around like the mask. <laughs> yeah, the mask was too horny, right? Yeah, I mean, I would like to go back and watch the mask now to see how it holds up, but it feels horny to me thinking about it now. So, 2013, uh, some of the movies that were that were going around was. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Uh, Gravity. Captain mm-hmm. Phillips. 
Dallas mm-hmm. Buyers Club, Inside Lewin Davis, This Is the End, and Nebraska, which is one of my all-time favorite films. Have you ever seen Nebraska? Yeah, I was just about to say, um, it, you'd have to read the list one more time, but I think I saw all of those films in theaters that year. Yeah, I didn't see Nebraska in films. Um, but, you didn't see Nebraska in theaters? Or in theaters, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, all those other ones I did. Yeah, I have a I have a great story about Inside Lewin Davis. I saw that in... Uh, Lewin in Davis? The, in Lewin Davis. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw it uh, in New York, actually. Uh, I got off the plane at, um, what is it, JFK... And our our uh, Airbnb wasn't ready when we when we got off the plane, and so we were kind of kicking, you know, kicking around Brooklyn, which I had never been to, and we found this movie theater, and it was actually an underground movie theater in like the heart of uh, of uh, Williamsburg, and we went downstairs, and there was a showing of Inside Lewin Davis, and this is like the winter of 2013, so this is like christmas time and uh we went we went downstairs and we watched inside lewin davis in brooklyn like where the film takes place and then like when we came outside it was nighttime and the whole thing was like lit up and we were like you know like near the gaslight district like it was a very like magical it was a magical evening because it's like I had never been to Brooklyn. I was so excited to be there. And then I saw like Brooklyn, the movie for the most part, you know, like a film that is so influenced by like the 19, like Brooklyn in the sixties. And then we were, we walked outside. We're able to just kind of walk around like where the film took place. It was really cool. And I think that's why that movie is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Although I didn't put it on my list of top three Coen brothers movies when we did that on Chucky dark. Yeah. I, Chucky Dark, if you're interested in hearing uh, what our top three <laughs> Coen Brothers movies are, or if you're interested in hearing the results of uh, the which Chucky character are you quiz for me and uh-huh. Jeremy, uh, uh-huh. you got to sign up for the Patreon. I mean, it's worth it just for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I have to say, uh, based on those results, I am envious of Jeremy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, likewise. <laughs> I've been holding a grudge all week. Um, yeah, yeah. This I thought 2013 was like a great year for movies. Um, Dallas Buyers Club, fucking top notch. This is the end. Was like is like one of the most recent comedies that I actually liked. Which, I think it's the last great Seth Rogen comedy. It probably is, yeah. I, I can't think of one that's come after that that I've liked even half as much as that. Right. Um, yeah, and then Wolf of Wall, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, I wasn't there for this, but when my, my sister uh, brought her her now husband to meet my parents for the first time, and they were like, "Oh, let's sit down and like watch a movie tonight." And they they watched <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, uh, <laughs> which is like a running joke in my family now. My brother in law like got them the DVD of Wolf Wolf of Wall Street for Christmas one year, and yeah, um, that's awesome. <laughs> and then uh, to circle back to Nebraska, I I'm going on like a big old road trip. <laughs> hold on, summer. hold on one second, Eric. I'm sorry, my. <laughs> Special guest, folks. Yeah, special guest. 
Yeah. Billy the dog. Billy. Okay, I think I, I think we're calmed down. Yeah, so I'm such a big fan of the movie Nebraska, Jeremy. I'm going on a uh, a road trip next month uh, where I'm going to be driving all over uh, Montana and Idaho and Wyoming and uh, Utah. And I am making a point to stop in Billings, Montana, which is where uh, Nebraska uh, takes place in the beginning. So it's where right. like, the characters are from. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is like a near perfect uh, film. I think Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's an exciting road trip, bud. I wish I could take that with you. Honestly, it sounds very peaceful. It sounds very uh, Steinbeck. You know, know thy country. Jeremy, I'm excited for you. You know, if you're if you're really that interested, I'll uh, I'll send you a postcard. Thank you, sir. From Bill- <laughs> Billings, Montana. I'm gonna send yeah. everyone I know a postcard from Billings, Montana. With no explanation. (laughs) That would be great. Some of the top TV shows of the time. And uh, we're kind of getting to the point where like some of these shows just still exist. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) But Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, House of Cards, Mm -hmm. Mad Men, Mm -hmm. Walking Dead. Yeah. So like that's an amazing that's an amazing run of television shows. Some of those are still on, but a lot of those are finished now. Yeah. Um, Good year. I was I was very into um the Walking Dead, and I think this was probably the last year for Breaking Bad. It has to be, right? Yeah, and probably <laughs> yeah. Mad Men too. I, I think they ended around the same time. Were you? Uh, you were into all of these shows, were you, or or no? The the only one that I I wasn't like I didn't stick with was Mad Men. I didn't finish that, but I Breaking Bad I was obsessed with. Game of Thrones, I think I had just probably discovered around this time, started watching it around season two. And um and what was the last one we said? Walking, oh, Walking Dead. Dead. I actually I, I have never seen The Walking Dead. Yeah. It was it was fun. I think this whatever season took place this year when I was like in college uh was i think the last good season i can't remember maybe season four or something it was the one with the governor if anyone out there uh knows what i'm talking about um Mm -hmm. well that governor that's like something that goes on your car right the governor (laughs) (laughs) what a governor doesn't a governor isn't that a, a, a like a piece of that goes on your car no, like a like a like a ro- like a political position. Oh, I thought you were referring to a governor or speed limiter or controller is a device oh. used to measure and regulate speed of a machine such as an engine. They call it a governor. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> oh man, that's what see that's the difference between you going to college for 6 years and me only going for well, I learned so many words. In total, probably close to six years also. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, any final thoughts on the year 2013? Nah, you know what? This was a... I, you know, it's a good year. You know, any year pre-Trump, I feel like, is a good year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what movie are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Baby's Day Out. <laughs> Baby's Day Out. Um, so, uh, Baby's Day Out was written and directed by <laughs> Don Mancini. He later changed the title to Curse of Chucky. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 
we see the return of the franchise's source material, uh, bringing back the straightforward horror elements found in the first three Child's Play films. Um, Mancini and uh, our old buddy producer David Kirshner uh, described their choice of a remake over a sequel as a response to the will of the fans. Um, they wanted to see uh, a, a scary Chucky movie again with horror rather than comedy. So we remember that uh, Seed of Chucky is, uh, as Man- Mancini classifies it, uh, uh, more of a comedy than a horror film. Um, and Jeremy, I believe in your review of Seed of Chucky, you, you said something along the lines of, I think I only have one more of these uh, in me. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, like uh, one more, one more Chucky film in that style. Yeah, is that what I'm saying? Yeah, I took that to assume and to to mean in the uh, in the like very wacky uh, comedic genre, I suppose. Right, and we'll get into this later, but I'm kind of eating my words now because I definitely missed that in this film. Careful what you wish for. Uh, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mancini describes the remake as a darker and scarier retelling of the original film. Uh, while having new twists and turns uh, would not stay too far from the original concept. So uh, he also says that this is his first real horror film as a director since he considers Seed a comedy. Um, it was filmed in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, it is the first direct-to-video installment of the series. Music by Joseph Loduca, uh, mm-hmm. who I guess was the composer for Evil Dead 1 and 2, and also the Ash vs. Evil Dead TV series. Oh, Okay, interesting. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. He's a, his IMDb is insane. I I was finding it hard to f- like pick out what to what to put as his credit that we mention. Um, and then Michael Marshall as the DP who did sim- cinematography for a bunch of TV stuff that I uh, did not recognize. Mm-hmm. So yes. for the cast, we have uh, Fiona Dourif as Nika Pierce. Uh, the daughter of Brad Dourif. She's in The Blacklist, Shameless, True Blood. Yeah. Uh, we've got old Brad Dourif as Chucky. Old Brad Dourif. Not even just the voice. We we see the man. We see Brad in the flesh. Yeah. And we and he's got like yeah, a handful of uh scenes that they were they shot for this film and then he has uh you know, they we'll get into it later, but they will replay some child's play one scenes. Indeed. Uh, Danielle Bisuti as Barb Pierce. Uh, she's in Insidious Chapter 2, God of War. Uh, Brennan Elliott as Ian. Uh, Mayland McConnell as Jill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in a movie called Ninja Cheerleaders <laughs> uh, in CSI. Chantal Questnell, Q-U-E-S-N-E-L, as uh, Sarah yeah, Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's in uh, Blue Mountain State and uh, Goosebumps? Oh, great! Yeah, great. maybe we'll see her in, uh, <laughs> in in the in one of those dummy episodes. Hopefully, fingers crossed. There's some crossover here. So 
a little bit of trivia about Curse of Chucky. Uh, yeah, I was wondering how much of the trivia we were going to do because uh, this film just so happens to have a mountain of it. It does. <laughs> and uh, yeah. this this is what I have. Uh, I, I probably missed some stuff, so... Um, We'll 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 see where we're at after this. If you have anything else, go uh, go for uh, it. Add. Run down the list. <laughs> so the film was uh, turned into a scare zone for 2013's annual uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, cool. God damn it! I wish we were doing this podcast then. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, that would be so great to 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 do like a live tour of that yeah. uh, haunted ha- haunted maze. You know, I had a podcast uh, that I w- that I was working on this concept that I I might still do, um, but it's it, it it's a whole long thing. But re- after I moved to Denver, I moved to Denver like uh, early October or September or something, mm-hmm. and one of the bits that I was gonna do for this podcast is go through a haunted house by myself and record the entire thing, and. <laughs> I like researched what's the scariest haunted house in town, and I reached out to uh, I, I like contacted the management of this haunted house, and I like explained that I was a a podcaster and I wanted to go through by myself and record it. And they were like, <laughs> "Okay, great, you could come at this time. We'll let them know." Uh, and uh, and you're like all good to record <laughs> and stuff like that. I drove maybe 30 minutes out to this haunted house mm-hmm. and I parked and I restarted my car and drove away. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Wait, wait, but like, was it just cause you like got chickened out? I got really scared. Once I yeah, finally dude. saw it, I was like, fuck man, it's Halloween time. It's like the middle of the night it was it, it was one of those haunted houses that was in like a weird industrial part of the city oh. and uh, I was just like I, 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 I was like afraid that I was gonna have a panic attack or something <laughs> and uh, it I feel so embarrassed about it because it, it, it was such like a, a funny idea for this like thing that I was gonna do um, but yeah I just bailed so hard on it. Dude, that is so funny. I love that story. Could you could you do a haunted house on your own? I don't think so, man. I I I have a really hard time with haunted houses only because like I don't trust the hiring process that those companies go to to like yeah. hire the people to work there. Yeah. Like I feel like they're going to fuck up and accidentally either touch me or hurt me or something like I just don't trust that there's not like a bunch of sex offenders working in those things. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, just like there, the combination of me being by myself and also like they know that I'm recording it. Right. Is just going to yeah. elevate like what they do to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're asking for pain. I, I might do like ha- Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. I If like someone paid me or i did it for a bit like i might do that by myself because that feels a little bit more sanctioned but just like your average haunted house i'm like no fucking way yeah yeah so um this uh this was the longest time in the series before chucky speaks his first lines Mm -hmm. um it takes 44 minutes uh at 97 minutes this is the longest film in the series 
Yeah. Not um, bad though. That I mean like that implies that th- this is a short film franchise. Like yeah. every film is pretty short. I think the shortest one was two or three. I think two. Yeah. Were any of them under an hour and a half though? Yeah, it was uh two, I think was like eighty seven minutes or something. Wow. Um during the promotion for this movie, the makers did a a practical joke where at a bus stop a billboard of the movie's poster uh wait, at a at at a bus stop a billboard of the movie's poster would light up and an actor dressed as Chucky would burst through the billboard and scare whoever was nearby. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I would have loved yeah, to have it is seen awesome. that. Yeah. Uh, Brad Dourif has said this is his favorite Chucky movie. What? Yeah. It's his favorite movie. Well, he got to work with his daughter, um, which I, I'm sure was like an interesting uh, experience. And this is I, the, Go ahead. I, I, I read that... Uh, we might be getting some false information then from wherever we're looking stuff up because I read that... Uh, Bride of Chucky, or yeah, was it Bride? Bride of Chucky was his favorite. Hmm. Right? Didn't that? Isn't that? Wasn't that one of the facts from the Bride of Chucky? I think. Okay. I think it was Mancini's favorite. That was Mancini's favorite. Yeah, I remember that one huh. being someone's favorite. I think it might have been Mancini. That's really interesting. Okay, so Brad, so this is this is Brad Dourif's favorite. Maybe it was Child's Play three was his least favorite. Maybe yeah. that's what I read. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think Child's Sorry Play three derail was... everything. <laughs> <laughs> Child's Play three was just like everyone across the board's least favorite. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So, and this is also the first time Chucky tries to possess a female. So that's the trivia I got, Jeremy. Was there any any uh, key points that I missed? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, this is the first one shot digitally, and you can really, you can really tell oh, yeah. from watching the film that it looks, it has that kind of crisp, clean oh. sheen on like everything. So, Seed of Chucky was shot on film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, those those movies, like for better or worse, all look great, and yeah. I would say that this l- had like a plastic feel to it but that also makes sense because it was also shot in 30 days so, and by all accounts like this is like the most uh what a low low rent low budget child's play film i mean th- the budget of the film was five million dollars making it under half of the budget of the cheapest other child's play films so and like obviously right because there's only two locations in the entire film i think i mean there's more like in flashbacks and at the end so i guess yeah they had more but for the most part it all takes place in one house yeah yeah uh there's a deleted scene in this where we see nika's dad's death which i think is interesting they cut that out because we'll get into the like the specifics of the film later but we don't actually ever see how the dad dies. Yeah, I I watched all the deleted scenes, but I, I I watched them about a week ago as we're recording this, so I can't remember. Did you? What happens in the scene? Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. No, 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 no. I I haven't I haven't gone through the deleted scenes. I did go through some of the bonus features on the uh, 
on the Blu-ray though, including the gag reel, which the gag reel is awesome. It's yeah, it is something else. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's and then there's some 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 information, some like kind of weird information about like involving children with this film. Like this is the first time Chucky has talked to a child in in a few films, mm-hmm. right? This is also the first time in a film that the that children never realize Chucky is evil. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff, but that's pretty much that's as far as I'm concerned, that's the most all the most interesting stuff. Cool. Um yeah. so yeah. Uh, that is all of the, uh, the background, uh, on the other side of this break we're about to take, we are going to dive into, uh, going through the plot of Curse of Chucky, so stay tuned for that, and, uh, we will see you on the other side. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Jeremy, I made a grave mistake before before we started recording this podcast uh, that I uh-huh. forgot to bring up. Uh, I ate a, a, a large slice of lasagna like immediately <laughs> before <laughs> immediately before we started, and uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I, I feel like I'm like drowning in marinara <laughs> sauce right now. <laughs> Hey, buddy, as a guy who ate not only a giant <laughs> bowl of spaghetti, but a two slices of pizza yesterday, I I feel for you, pal. I felt awful all day. I it is feel, because I basically yeah. ate all of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very sluggish. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm ready to go through this movie. I have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will. I would say uh, I'm also feeling sluggish, Eric. Sluggish. Another adjective I might even describe this film as being. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A uh, little spoiler alert up top before we go through the film. I did not like this film. <laughs> I don't like Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Curse of Sucky is what Curse of you Sucky. might say. Is something I might say. Now, not everyone's going to agree with that, but I, I, uh, that I want that to inform a lot of like what I will be adding to this portion of the podcast as we go through the plot. Some issues that I had with it. I don't think it's completely a waste of time necessarily, but I don't know. Maybe it is a huge waste of time. Eric, let's roll. I think the fans. <laughs> I, I actually, I think the fans like this movie um overall yeah it's my got perception. an 82% on rotten tomatoes i think uh let me see if that's still the case but i mean rotten tomatoes isn't everything but that's a that's a really good score <laughs> yeah um so did you watch the unrated version or the rated version the unrated version okay me too yeah. i don't know what the difference was I yeah, I can't find any information on it. The only way I would be able to, I think, is to watch them back to back. So the film is set in 2013, uh, 25 years after the first film and nine years after the events of Seed of Chucky. Uh, Chucky mysteriously arrives in the mail at the home of a paraplegic Nika Pierce. 
and her mother, Sarah. Um, after the delivery guy uh, hits on Nika, which is like <laughs> kind of a weird, awkward... That guy doesn't show up again, does he? I was like, no, he doesn't. I was actually. expecting he, him to sh- yeah. to come back. He seems like an easy kill to me. I don't know. And why, it seemed uh, like they were setting something up. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was just kind of like needlessly hitting on uh, this this poor woman in a wheelchair. Although she seemed charmed by it, I suppose. Um, yeah, and it kind of was like set up a little bit of. Uh, a red herring, so to speak, and we'll get into what the red herring is later because I think it's it ends up being a pretty big twist for the plot of this film. But the mom kind of creepily watching from behind as the guy delivers this package, it really sets up a sort of uh, a situation where you think, okay, this creepy ass mom is trying to pull like a uh, a gray garden situation with her daughter, you know, like not letting her leave. Um, you know, harboring her in the house, uh, overbearing, controlling, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so not a, a totally different feel right off the bat, right? Like, not only are we nine years later after a seed of Chucky, um, which I think is already, like, pretty disconnected stylistically from the first four. Um, right. But this is just, like, this is, like, to me, like very like d- dark, drab, like modern horror kind of a, a a vibe. Yeah. So I was gonna ask you, how did you feel about the look of the film right off the bat? Um, I I don't love it, but I think it services the story. Um, I don't know. Like, there's there's just there's an aesthetic that that crept up in the horror film uh, uh, arena in like beginning in like 2010 or something mm-hmm. that where like yeah. a lot of these horror movies look like this movie does. And I agree with that. Yeah. I, I don't like it because it's, it looks like a lot of other horror movies and specifically for this franchise. Um, and I know that they were trying to go for scarier and do something different. And I, I really appreciate that. But there's there's a lot of like f- color in in like I'm thinking back to like um, the toy factory at the end of Child's Play two or the mm-hmm. haunted house that they're in in the end of Child's Play three and there's all these like it's a it it's there's all the suspense and like horror but there's still all of this like very aesthetically pleasing color going on yeah. Um, which kind of like matched the tone of like Chucky himself, which I guess in those films was a little bit more of a silly character. But yeah, what right. did you think of I, the whole vibe? I I thought it was I kind of thought it was interesting right off the bat. Like I was pretty taken with just how much of a change of pace this this I guess the beginning of the film kind of set up, especially coming right off a of seat of Chucky. Cause in my opinion, those first three films kind of belong together. The next two films, Bride of Chucky and seat of Chucky, they kind of belong together and like look similarly, I think. And then this film, it was like, yeah, it definitely had that vibe. Exactly what you're talking about that, that like 2010, 2011 sort of straight to DVD horror film look. And I, I think that, um, 
it looked it looks very clean and sterile, but it also looks very cheap. And I think that's like that type of vibe is what I somehow I've equated that in my mind to, oh, this film was made on a budget. Like this is digitally like a lot of a lot of the work came in post. Yeah. On this. We're in Canada right now. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're in Canada. Hello. Uh, Which is which is very funny because like, I mean, they went to Romania for probably a similar reason. Right. Just just it's cheaper Mm -hmm. to shoot there, I'm guessing. But uh, but yeah, and then probably Canada, for, yeah, for this for a similar reason. But yeah, it's like it's just it's it's it was it's it, right off the bat. I was like, but I but what I liked was I liked that it was a slower pace, you know. Yeah, and I liked and I liked that uh, our protagonist is in a wheelchair. I thought that was an interesting choice. So yes, and I love Fiona Durif in this. By the way, I think she's I fell in so love with good. her immediately. She's she's really good. She's a really good actress, and she's beautiful. She's striking. So yes, I was uh, I was I was psyched to see that. Like, oh, we're gonna have like a dad versus daughter kind of yeah. thing going on, and they yeah. Speaking of dads, dad wears glasses. Pointed this out, and I actually noticed this too. Um, and thought it was a little weird. There's a moment um, in the beginning. I can't place exactly where it is, um, but it's towards the beginning where Nika opens the door of uh, a bedroom, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's walking. Did you do you remember that? I don't remember that. No, but I but there are a number of uh, cuts in this film that are quite jarring and i'm and i'm sure that there's an that there's one where uh you can see a person hot, like crouched behind a door like behind a wall uh, uh where where they were just kind of hiding like they were just like, was like somebody was like told like hey get down you're in the shot and they just didn't get them completely <laughs> out of the shot yeah 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 that's why i don't work in on uh, in production because i would just like <laughs> i've worked as like a pa on things and have just like fucked th- fucked things up and like <laughs> wasted so much money just because i'm awesome dumb. awesome <laughs> i mean and also uh depending on what you're working on you could be like there's like they do like 14 hour days and shit like that uh that's one thing i learned from like doing pa jobs in la is like a lot of produ- there's like a lot of shitty production jobs where you're uh and this is now off topic but where you're just like like production coordinator and stuff like that where you're just like busting your ass for like 16 hours um yeah yeah it's hard to make a movie uh, oh for sure yeah and and I I run sound on a on a bunch of different productions out here um every now and then to like pick up some extra cash and yeah it's always just such an exhausting thing. You make a pretty good day rate, but you're there for twelve hours sometimes. It's it can be brutal. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty brutal. Um, so so later that night, Sarah, uh, Nika's mom is found dead from a stab wound, uh, and her death is ruled a suicide. Uh, <laughs> Nika is visited by her sister Barb. I uh, just want to do a, a a fuck Barb right at the top here. Yeah, Barb is Barb. set up to be a shithead and 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 serves that title well the entire. F- <laughs> she is, she is just 
at, she is such a shithead and aggressively a shithead yes. the whole time. Dare I call her, and I do not use this word often, Jeremy, mm-hmm. a big old meanie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a big old meanie. Uh, her husband, Ian, uh, also also shows up, and their daughter, Alice, and uh, a living nanny named Jill, uh, and also Father Frank, who is like... <laughs> This guy has the same energy as Ethan Hawke in um, First Reformed. I have not seen that yet, but that I like the joke. It's very, it's, very depressing uh, character <laughs> who just like yes, oh man, just like a very eerie priest character. And it, I think this is the first priest in a, a Chucky movie. Yeah. So wait, I have a question before we even move on, even a second further. All of this, non- all of this nonsense up top about how Mancini is uh, re- rebooting the franchise here. What what do we what do what do we mean by that? Well, I th- he's uh, obviously decided to do a tone shift. He's uh, I think f- my read of it is the reaction of the fans after Seed was uh, they. Maybe they don't want the, the they want the comedy more than or they want the horror more than the comedy. Sure, um, but but I mean this film isn't a remake or a reimagining of the first film at all. In fact, it takes place in canon with the other films. Kind of yeah. a spoiler alert, I guess. But it's it's nowhere near a reboot. It, it, honestly, I, it is a tone shift, but it's not. It isn't like. A reboot, if that makes well, sense. Like this isn't it's the not origin a re- of Chucky. It's not a remake. I don't. I guess right. I don't know the exact definition of a reboot, but it is like almost ten years later, and he's kind of starting. I mean, we have all these new characters, and he's starting uh, sort of a fresh tone and story and and set of characters. I think, like, right, but but in. But he doesn't do that with Chucky, I guess was my point. So, like, I guess I was confused knowing that going in. I was like, oh, this is going to be a reboot, like or a reboot of the franchise. And but then it's like, oh, no, Chucky is this is like in Chucky's canon still. Like, this is still the same Chucky with the same origin story, because I thought when I hear reboot, I think, oh, you're going to tell a different origin story of Chucky. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know the exact like definition of of what a reboot is, mm-hmm. um, but he he definitely made a choice to uh, mm-hmm. yeah. to do something a lot different. Uh, and yeah, so so Alice finds Chucky and she's allowed to keep him. Um, <laughs> later that evening, Chucky, <laughs> there Alice and Nina are making chili. Uh, and Chucky <laughs> pours rat poison into just one of the bowls. Mm-hmm. What I love about this is this is just Chucky. Like he could have poured rat poison into all of the bowls. <laughs> right. He's just like fu- he's just like fucking with people now. Like he just wants to like scare people. Um, yes. Yeah. To keep everybody like on high alert, which is so weird because it, it's not to his advantage. Like. People being on right. high alert doesn't serve Chucky well. Like Chucky would be better off sneaking around, getting what he wants. Like, and that's such a funny detail too that you just brought up. That like, if Chucky just 
for example, didn't make himself known that he was a living <laughs> doll. Just in the middle of the night while everyone's asleep, did his stupid chant once to the little girl. He'd, he'd, he'd be done in, a, in like one night. <laughs> right. But instead, he's got to make a big stink because he's a little stinker. Let's be honest. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I yeah, but I, it is funny. He pours it, it, the rat poison in one bowl, and um, uh, we get this amazing god uh, god cam shot of a, a spinning camera at down at all of the bowls of chili. Yeah, uh, for dinner, which is which was which was so awesome. Like I, I have to say, like. I have a lot of negative stuff to say about this film, but I but I will also give credit where credit's due. That was an awesome scene of like, fuck, which bull is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that shot is uh, very good. Um, this whole dinner scene is really good and suspenseful, I thought. Um, I, <laughs> wine, red wine and chili is a bizarre combo to have at a dinner party. Um, but... I like how there's there's all these different like fake outs with uh, Ian the dad. He's like uh, yeah. like stops people from like t- from like taking a bite of the chili, um, and I think they kind of like set it up where you think that it's the little girl that Alice is is eating the poison, right? Is that what you oh, thought was he- going on? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a bunch of fake outs at the dinner table, right? Like the dad does the choking thing, and then the and then the little girl does like, ah, oh, this tastes funny. She says like yeah. something like that, and yes. then and Barb and then forcing the- her to to like eat the chili was so fucked up because I was like, if this girl dies, that's gonna be such a fucked up kill. Like the mom forcing her to eat this poison chili is like very. Oh twisted. yeah. Oh, very yeah, and I and like it. It just created such great tension. I thought the scene had really good tension, uh, and and a really good pace and a really good build. Also, there's another sort of red herring. This movie's full of red herring, by the way. But there's like uh, there's another red herring where the dad is clearly hitting on the babysitter. Yes, mm-hmm. and this is the first time we get that like little like uh oh, is dad cheating on the mom with the babysitter? Is there a little trouble in paradise, so to speak? Yeah, um, yeah, and then so, so Father Frank, uh, I guess, is the one who eats the poison, mm-hmm. and uh, turns out he is uh, in a car accident driving uh, home, and he is decapitated, just <laughs> absolutely brutally. I was trying to like understand how this accident worked. <laughs> like it didn't totally make sense to me. Basically, his head was like being. His head, his mouth was still moving while his head was, uh, before they moved the car part away from him. Right. It, it like, yeah. didn't make any sense to me, but I thought it looked crazy and, and kind of cool. I, did, I thought it looked pretty cool, too, and it was definitely an interesting kill. You got to think that, like, by now, Mancini has just, like, exhausted all these different types of kills to the point where he's like all right well what about like like you know what i mean this just feels like a very like a fun third beat so to speak uh kill where like yeah i what had happened was the the priest got into a car accident where the metal debris and shrapnel had pinched his neck like had pinched his neck to 
another piece of shrapnel where like he was still alive technically mm-hmm. but if but upon moving it um severed will like sever the head this this is an act- actually this uh there's a there's a weird story about a guy who uh was pushed onto the New York subway and he tried to get out and the subway uh like obviously caught up with him faster than he could get up and like severed him from the waist down. But because it was pinching so close, like it, it had basically like created a, a, what is that effect where you like solder a wound? Like where it like, it like, it, uh, I, I, I don't know the medical terms, but it, like it, it basically pinched his lower half, a separate from his top half. So oh. he was still alive. Like he, it was just like, he was just, he was just alive. But the problem is if they were to move the subway, it would like all of his insides would just fall right out of his body because right. yeah. So, and the guy ended up dying as a result of it. But, but as long as the subway stayed put, he was just alive there, like on the, on the track. <laughs> It's like, it was like it's like pretty brutal, but I assume that was the same thing that kind of happened here in this car accident. Where yeah, yeah, had they not moved the debris or shrapnel, he would have this this the priest would have just been alive for a lot longer, kind of coughing up blood and stuff. But moving it just just really did a number on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Officer Stanton arrives and he makes the call to remove the remove the car part uh, from the father's neck. And that's what causes his head to roll off, um, which is crazy. That's like that guy would feel so guilty. That would like ruin your oh, life. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially if the if the blood from his neck shot on your face like it did this guy's. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I like the little shot of uh, Father Frank's hand is severed. Hand is still clutching onto the cross. Yes, uh, is a nice touch. The head and the cross, like kind of in the back seat there, just chilling post accident. <laughs> so that night, Nika investigates Chucky on the internet and finds a news <laughs> <laughs> finds a news article about. Uh, she stumbles across the IMDb page for Seed of Chucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and then she finds a news article about the murders tied to the uh, Chucky doll and Charles Lee Ray. Um, mm-hmm. eventually they are, uh, Barb and Ian and Alice and, and, and Nika are watching family videos on an old projection screen and, uh, they see some weird guy with long hair and no one knows who it is. Did you know who it was immediately? I have to admit, I did not know. Did you? I, I did. Yeah. I immediately was like, oh, that's going to be Charles Lee Ray. Um, because they kind of leaned in. I think I feel like they leaned into it pretty hard. Of like, then there was this weird guy over there, and I was like, oh right. Because I think my mind at this point was searching for any logic to put behind why Chucky was here at this house, right? And I was like, oh, okay, well that's gonna be. I don't know the reason yet, but I know that that's gonna tie into what the reason is. I'm not saying I'm like brilliant or anything. I'm just saying like, you're I, just I saying that I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, I was just I was just interested to see if, if you would also step on that. No, me dumb. Or, or if me dumb. Well, well, but that's that's actually good then. That means that like the film was effective because like 
arguably you'd want there to be a mystery, but you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want to know that much of it. I think I was just sort of like already in a, already put in a, in a weird headspace with this film. And I was like, you, you know, I, I guess curse of Chucky doesn't necessarily, because it is, let's just keep calling it a reboot, like a quote unquote reboot. It doesn't need you to have seen the rest of the films. And, and this film actually might even work better if you haven't seen the rest of the child's play films, because then you'd have no idea who Charles Lee Ray is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say this whole, while I was like, not 100% into the, the tone um, and some of the stuff going on in this, I, I did the suspense, at least in the beginning, like definitely worked for me. Um, oh, great. as much yeah. as a horror movie can can work on like a 30 year old jaded dumb uh, <laughs> dumb uh, <laughs> right so uh we cut to barb and jill are hooking up mm-hmm. going to bed yeah, early so, so this is the red herring here in that uh it's not the dad who's cheating on the wife with the uh babysitter it's the mom right and uh, some somewhere along, I might have this timeline mixed up a little bit, but at some point there's like a dark elevator scene where Nika um, gets, she's like, she's like transporting Chucky up to the second floor and she gets trapped in the elevator with him, uh, which I thought was like a very uh, suspenseful scene for me. I wish that Chucky would have done something in this moment. Um, but <laughs> it's funny you say that Eric because I, I don't know what what the time stamp would have been on that scene but it, around this time is is exactly the thought I had is I wish Chucky would do anything in this movie yeah yeah it takes him a while uh, it takes him a very long time and like the and like the kill that happens first well all the kills so far have been off screen so like I mean, I guess it. I guess it wasn't actually technically off-screen the kill with uh, the priest, but Chucky wasn't involved in that, other than just poisoning the guy. Does that make sense? Like he, like, yeah. like it was like it was like it was like a consequence of the poison, but like Chucky hasn't barely done anything until uh, up until now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really think about that while I was watching it, but now that you mention it, I think that might be like one of the. Uh, problems that i have with this movie is you're right like it does it it takes him a very long time uh that that scene where we see his little hand like pouring poison into Mm -hmm. the chili was like i I, was great and i really love that and we don't really get anything for a while after that um right yeah not a lot before and then like also not a lot after yeah uh, I, I will say the film does ramp up and at some point it becomes like a fucking <laughs> disaster. Like just so many kills back to back to back. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're really trying something new here. They're trying like a really slow pace, but it's also not unlike child's play one. Like this is also, it's similar to that. So I also wanted to bring up the house that they're in because, uh, I watched, there is a really good, uh, making of, thing on the on the bonus features on my dvd and mm-hmm. uh they talk a lot about the house and how they kind of thought of the house as its own character um and 
I think this ha- I I like the house. I think it's a good like horror house. I wish it was a little it is like a little on the nose for like horror haunted house kind of a thing, especially for yeah. like the Chucky movies. I I would I wanted something a little bit more colorful like I was mentioning before, which I know is not like a a common choice in horror, but I feel like the child's play films have kind of uh I guess uh, prepared me to expect uh, so- something like not not quite as I don't know I don't know like, I can't think of like a good word to describe this house like if this house no, was a I color yeah. it would be beige <laughs> you know it, it would be well I think specifically gray gray the film yeah. does feel like it has a gray filter on on it yeah. the whole time but also uh, the house is just boring. They actually have some interesting elements to the house that they never fully in like they never investigate it themselves. Like the film doesn't like spend any time showing you the elevator, right? Like the elevator is an interesting element to this house because yeah. a lot of houses don't have elevators, but this one does because there's a woman in a wheelchair living here. Now, if they had set up the elevator in like a cool way or made it interesting at all, um, I don't know, like similar to how the shining sets up the hedge maze, you know, mm-hmm. like then, then we're invested. Right. Then, but like, I feel like that elevator comes out of nowhere. It's like, suddenly we're watching the film that we didn't know this, there, there was an elevator in this house. And then in like a scene, she's just in it. So like, we have a hard time feeling like we're in this house really like feeling like this is a living house or like the house is a character. I, you know, that old like cliche, like film school phrase of like, like making the location a character, just like any other character in a, in, in your film. It, it, they don't do a really good job of setting it up. Like, I don't feel like I have a good sense of the layout of the house or what makes the house interesting. Cause I think you could do an interesting film that all takes place in one house. I think you could do it, but I think you just have to, I don't know, care about it more. You have to like, it seemed like their priorities were on the plot uh, and the minutia of how the family worked. And they get really in the weeds with like the troubled relationship of Barb and Ian, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but hey, cut out some of those scenes and spend some time like uh, showing the priest like, hey, I have we have this rickety old elevator here. It doesn't work good, but you know, like I don't know, it was built in the seven. And it'll tell us a little bit about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where did this stuff come from? Where, where did they get this house? Like, how long have they been in this house? Has it been their whole life? You know what I mean? Like, spend some time kind of like making the house a, a place that is as interesting as in, as the plot is. If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't know how to feel about the house. Uh, I I think I like, I, I just, there's so, there's so much that I like can't put my finger on about what I'm like, uh, not even that I don't like about this movie, but that I'm just kind of like confused about the choice of. Well, can like we compare it to another Child's Play house in in the Child's Play Two had yeah. like a great house, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember it, it, at the time thinking that house was like it was out of character for those those two um, the foster parents. I thought, right? But like the house itself was like really fun. They had like a great basement, 
and the backyard was was great. We had like that awesome scene in the backyard with the swing and yeah. um Andy's room and it and it was it just seemed more it's like as depressing as this house is, but it's yes. a lot more <laughs> there's like a lot more going on. Um, right. Like yeah, this house exactly. just seems empty. It's like we're supposed to believe that it was has been around uh, I guess in this family for years. Um mm. but it just seems like if you like walked into an abandoned house <laughs> or something like or it, like a show house like a, a yeah. house that like a realtor was trying to show you yeah that's that's what it felt like. yeah yeah so um alice uh sleeps with chucky uh and chucky uh so alice tells barb that chucky told her that there is no god uh which i thought was <laughs> funny um there's some like religious themes in this one which i thought was interesting i did too yeah i couldn't quite tell what they were saying about religion like i mean i obviously i was guessing they were trying to say religion was bad in some kind of way because that is always the case but uh yeah no no i can't imagine a chucky film defending religion (laughs) (laughs) but uh i did i i wasn't quite sure like what exactly they were saying but it is so funny to think about chucky like in like so few words explaining to a little girl that God is not real. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he's wait, he's just like wasting time. Like really, he really wants her to understand that. <laughs> like very funny. So Jill enters the room and, uh, is like video chatting with Barb. Um, and I kind of liked this, this whole scene where we see Chucky crawling around, uh, yes. <laughs> and, yes. He spills a bucket of rainwater on the floor <laughs> uh, onto the power outlets, which I guess are on the ground, which I guess is a thing that exists in an sure, old house. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that this would exactly happen, but it electrocutes Jill to death and then mm-hmm. causes a blackout. And it like, I mean, okay, so I got to say, this is my favorite kill in the film. Uh, I'll just say it right now. It's very fun. Uh, Chucky kicks that bucket over very sassily. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yeah, it, it shocks Jill to death, but it also like really creeped me out how it burned a hole in her eye somehow yeah. like while that was happening. Like it, it wasn't just a cliche, like she turns into a skeleton or she lights on fire. You know, it was like, it was like, if, I don't know. It just felt more grounded that it like somehow like sunk her one eye in. It like burned that eye hole, and it was like, ugh. Like I don't know why. I just it was so much more believable after that. But it 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 really worked for me. I liked that kill. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. I liked that whole that whole um moment. Um, yeah. Barb looks for Alice in the attic. Uh. She sees Chucky up there, and she peels some of Chucky's fake skin off to reveal his uh, hidden stitches that were created by Tiffany. Uh, and Chucky springs to life, stabs her in the eye with a kitchen knife, which is, this might be, like, for me personally, the most horrifying Chucky kill. Oh, uh, yeah, I hated that. Also, we skipped a ton of stuff. I mean, is that okay? Yeah, I mean, well, what do we skip? We, we, I think the biggest plot thing that we skipped is that uh, the dad had like 
been suspecting the mom of sleeping with Jill and had hid a camera in Chuck. Yeah. Yes. Like that's a pretty big, I mean, I, I get like, maybe you want to skip like some of the walking around and stuff. And some of Barb, like talking to, um, Nika from like the second story to the first story. Like there's some of that that happened too, but like, I think that's a pretty big moment where we realize the husband knows what's going on and he hit a camera in Chucky and that'll play a big part of like something that happens later. Yeah. I guess that just shows how effective the Ian and Barb relationship was for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh yeah, I don't care about this shit. Uh, Oh, and, and also like, you know, if a little bit more of giving some credit where credits due, like they set up this really fun, moment where like like what's her name uh oh i guess the the husband ian he like he is like being sassy at his wife and like being like i hit a camera in chucky and we'll figure out who's cheating on who and then he puts like ear mufflers and he puts like little earplugs in his ears and then does like a, a sassy little like stop talking hand motion and uh, but why that's important is because later there's going to be a lot of screaming and right. uh, and so he won't be able to hear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Nika, Nika hears Barb screaming uh, from getting stabbed in the eye. Uh, yes. But she has to crawl up the stairs uh, and she eventually realizes that Barb is dead and Chucky is alive. Uh, Chucky flees and Nika wakes up Ian Um. Ian takes Nika to the garage, but can't find Alice. Uh, he disarms Nika, believing that she is responsible for the murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nika tries to explain that Chucky is alive, but Chucky acts as a lifeless doll when Ian expects him. <laughs> inspects him. Yes. Uh, so now we see Ian reviewing the footage uh, from the hidden camera that he planted in Chucky. And he learns that Alice is locked in a closet and Chucky is alive. Mm-hmm. So Chucky shows up, kills Ian by chopping off his lower jaw with a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> well, first he pushes uh, a wheelchair-bound Nika into Ian. Yes. Effectively paralyzing him. <laughs> uh, and then Chucky gets a... a the hatchet stuck in Nika's numb leg, um, <laughs> which she can't feel. She pulls it out uh, and beheads Chucky. Right. Um, Chucky puts his head back on, uh, which he which he does often, <laughs> and pushes her <laughs> off her wheelchair and over a balcony onto the ground. Right. Um, Nika asks Chucky why he's doing this, and we get flashbacks to Charles Lee Ray. Uh, so we find out that he was the friend in the in the family video. Uh, yes, he was a friend of the family and in love with Nika's mom, Sarah. And uh, he killed Nika's dad and kidnapped Sarah while she was pregnant with Nika. Right, but that's never said explicitly that right. Ray kills Nika's dad. Uh, I guess that isn't a deleted scene, which is interesting. But and it's also like not explicitly said that he kidnaps Sarah. Like I had a huge 
I did not know what was going on in these flashbacks. Like, I mean, I figured it out with context clues, but it was like they're at the funeral. Charles Lee Ray is kind of like looking at Sarah and then it cut to she's tied to a bed and he's just like standing over her. And I was right. wondering, like, has has she been kidnapped for a while? Like, is this is this sort of like one of those weird like room situations where she had been kidnapped for a long time and like living there? Or is this yeah, like I wanted to know more. Yeah, I wanted to know a little bit more. On. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and then like as the, is the daughter uh, Barb? Like, does she? like she seems to like not she never mentions this at all like in in at any point in the film you know like uh which i thought was very strange like that they bring up that there's like oh look at that guy he's like at the like that's like a weird uh friend of the family but they never like she never is like oh yeah that's the guy that kidnapped mom remember right (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah so well, so Sarah betrayed Ray, I guess, and he stabs her in the stomach, uh, which is what apparently caused Nika to be a paraplegic. Yes. Um, Ray flees from police, ultimately leading to his death as a human, uh, which is why he came back to Sarah for revenge. Um. Which is, in- it's so interesting to me because he got his revenge. Like, he, he already got his revenge. Why is he still, like, <laughs> hanging out? Yeah. Unless he, I guess yeah. he just wants to kill the whole family. I I mean, yeah, it's also muddled with, like, he wants to put his soul in that little girl, too. True. Um, so Nika, <laughs> Nika taunts Chucky for his inability to kill his original nemesis, Andy Barclay, and... I liked this. Part. Yeah, I liked that. It's a good tactic. Uh, it manages to uh, retreat into her elevator and disarm Chucky and plunge the dagger into his torso. Mm-hmm. Um, Officer Stanton arrives at the house to ask uh, about Father Frank and sees Nika holding the bloody knife near Barb's body, and Chucky mm-hmm. remains motionless. So Nika is sent to a uh, mental asylum for the criminally insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chucky, we finally get Chucky in court. Uh, Chucky is used as an exhibit <laughs> in Nika's trial. <laughs> yes. Which I think there was, I think it was Child's Play 2 where, um, what's his name? Uh, fucking Don Mancini wanted to start child's play 2 with a with a, a courtroom scene with mm. Andy and Chucky and the mom yeah. um but i i remember reading that he was like later in curse able to like get a courtroom scene in but we see um uh uh, uh Nika sent to a mental asylum or whatever uh the arresting officer uh gets in his car and sees Chucky breathing in the bag uh, well, he carry. I mean, so he carries the bag to the car, which when that happened, I got to say for being I, I've had to ca- make say a lot of caveats in this episode. But for being such a uh, so down on this on this on this film, when I saw him carry that evidence bag to his car, I started like freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, like. 
It's the fucking cop from Bride of Chucky. Like, that's what I thought was happening. Um, yeah. Is that like, it was like somehow, like, this is actually a film that takes place right before Bride of Chucky. Right. But it's okay. not the it's case. It's not. That would be awesome. But, but that's what I thought was happening was like, that's the cop. Like, because it kind of looks very similar. And then he gets on the phone just like in Bride of Chucky. And he's like, all right, you have my money or whatever. And then I'll leave the rest to you. <laughs> so just before he opens the bag, uh, well, I got to say, she saved the film for me. Tiffany <laughs> pops out from the backseat, slits his throat with a nail file. Yes. Um, there is, oh my God, there's so many good blooper moments with Jennifer Tilly when you watch the, uh, <laughs> the gag reel. Um, yeah. But in the making of, they showed how they did this throat slitting scene, and it was really fascinating. Um, but I thought it looked great. Uh, so we cut to uh, Alice is now living with her grandmother and comes home from school to find Chucky. Um, well, first, first we should mention that Tiffany uh, kills the cop, and then yeah. we get this scene where she takes uh, him in a package to the uh, FedEx. We'll yeah. just say FedEx. Yeah. Uh, and there's this great moment where she has to like answer a bunch of questions about what's in the box. <laughs> right. And it's it's just a it's just a a, a comedy sketch, so to speak. Jennifer Tilly kicks ass. Um, yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly is my uh, Maya Rudolph in this <laughs> SNL in this SNL sketch. <laughs> yeah, she's my um, Anna Gasteyer. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, sweaty balls. Alice is now living <laughs> with her grandmother and uh, comes home from school to find Chucky waiting for her. Uh, Chucky persuades Alice to play hide the soul. And starts the voodoo chant. Um, the grandmother sits up suddenly, suffocating in a plastic bag after Chucky begins the chant. Right. And credits roll. Did you see the post credit scene, Jeremy? No. Was there? I'm sorry. I should have waited. I didn't know there was going to be a dinger at the end. No, that's all right. After I finished the movie, I was reading about it. And then I was like, oh, fuck. There's a post credit scene. I should like watch that. So oh, it's six months awesome. later, and Chucky is still in his doll body and is deli uh, delivered to now adult Andy Barclay. Oh, great. And uh, Chucky breaks free of his packaging, and Andy points a shotgun at him. And Andy oh, says, awesome. play with this. And then shoot <laughs> he shoots Chucky in the head. Oh, great. So that's Yeah, it. I got to turn that on. I got to turn that on. Yeah. Watch it. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, a lot to uh, <laughs> a lot to take in. <laughs> yes, a lot to take in, indeed. Uh, Eric, before I, I feel like I'm gonna have a lot to say here, uh, but I want to hear from you first. What was your big takeaway from this? Because I, I think you've been pretty, uh, you've been holding your cards pretty close to your vest this whole episode. Uh, okay, this is gonna be difficult for me. I was already trying to think of what kind of a. Chucky Freckle uh, rating. Yeah, how, how many freckles are you going to give this film? Here's the thing. Uh, this is why I don't... Um, over the past, over the past like, three or four years, I've soured on TV, um, mm -hmm. especially dramas. I, I, 
I just don't, I don't like drama television anymore. Um, because I think it's at a certain point, it just becomes fan service. Like I don't watch, I I've never watched game of Thrones, but what I've gathered from it is they like heavily take into account what, how the fans are reacting to things. And, and that's, they write, the new episodes and the new seasons based on reactions of the, of the audience and walking dead is a show that I fell off of because, because of that basically, because it was so obvious that they were, um, you, you know, it was, it, at a certain, at the time that I was watching it, it was such a big show that it was kind of unavoidable to like know how people felt about it and how mm. few people reacted to certain episodes and sure. I don't, in my heart of hearts, believe that that is how good art is made. I don't think that like great art is made by like Committee. doing something a bunch of times and then stopping and looking at like listening to like the comments of other people and being like, hmm, okay, uh, oh, people didn't like that, so I'll get rid of that, even though I like. It, my gut instinct was to like have that element in this production or whatever it is. And this is, this also extends to like big budget, like action movies and stuff like that too, where there's a lot of, there's like focus groups and things like that. I don't love it when the fans are so involved in the actual creative process. And this is why star Wars is the same thing. I fell off of star Wars because I mean, the all all of the films at this point is just fan fan service, and I I don't like that. Uh, this is a product of of Don Mancini listening to the fans and doing what they what he thinks they want him to do. Um, I commend him in making. Uh, this is we have to remember that this is his first time directing a horror film. Um, sure. I commend him in in his just like the insane tone shift that he made uh, to this movie, and I think that there is. As we went through the plot, I, I I remembered a lot of moments where I was like, you know, in retrospect, that was actually pretty cool. Like I I appreciated uh, uh, certain scenes and and moments in this film, um, but ultimately, it's. It's it's not what I like about the Chucky movies. It's the, it it doesn't have the um that yeah. I just think is really lacking in this movie. And this movie to me is like uh, any other horror movie uh, that came out around this time. It's it's I mentioned this at the top of the episode like this looks like a lot of horror movies from like 2010 or whatever. Sure. Uh, yeah. And I, I just, I love that we're going back to like the pace. I actually liked the pacing a lot. We could have gotten to Chucky a little bit sooner, Chucky doing stuff a little bit sooner, but I, the pacing was reminiscent of the first film. Um, and I like a whole cast of characters new characters being introduced to Chucky and like realizing who Chucky is and stuff. But I just don't like the way that it was done. And I kind of, 
almost feel bad about it because like <laughs> this is something that I, I I know that there are a lot of child's play fans who really like this movie and I, I, I think that based on the fact that they did like a sequel to this which I, I am still very much looking forward to watching I I think that like Mancini probably likes this one and feels good about it and I just it for me personally I didn't get out of it what I expect to get out of a, a Chucky movie um, yeah and I think for that, I I feel like shit about this, but I, I have to give it I have to give it uh two and a half out of five Chucky Freckles. Wow. Uh, which will be a my 50%, lowest percent. A fifty percent. Which is my lowest score yet. Um It's an F. It's an F. I really wanted to like this movie, and this is my second time seeing this film. The the first time I saw it was like I think in 2013. Okay. Um, Did you like it? Do you remember liking it better the first time? I actually remember not liking it (laughs) the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I liked it better the second time, maybe, now that we have watched all of these movies in succession. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, man. I just... I, 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 I don't know what to say. I just personally... I appreciate this movie, but personally, I uh, it's it's not what I have come to expect from a from a Chucky movie. And even if it, even though it is a reboot and a conscious shift back towards horror, it's like, I mean, if that's what they were trying to do, like comparing this to even Child's Play One is like the they're so different. They're so different. Right. And oh yeah. I don't know. I can't even, it's hard for me to pinpoint what it is. I would have loved like more humor from Chucky. Um, I talked a lot about the aesthetics. Um, I thought Fiona Dourif was great. I I actually thought all of the actors were great. Alice, the girl who played Alice was great. Um, I, I thought the flashbacks were cool. I like seeing Brad Dourif again. I liked, I loved how Jennifer Tilly showed up, but yeah, I don't know, dude. I just i I didn't like this movie uh, as much <laughs> as I wish that I could. So yeah. uh, I'll pass the torch over to you, Jeremy. You know, Eric, we've been doing this show for years now. Um, I th- I, and I, th- I think at the be- when we first started this show back in 1973. I really thought I was going to like every single one of these things, you know? <laughs> no, uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to say I, I agree with most of what you said. I, I agree with most everything you just, you just relayed. I actually like this film better having talked it out. Um, I was going to give it zero freckles. Oh, my out of God. Five. You're I an extreme actually... freckle giver. I know. Some I know. I, I was gonna give it an absolute zero freckles <laughs> out of five, but I will change that. And here is sort of here is sort of just my my thoughts about Curse of Chucky. This is not scary. So this film to me is actually not scary. So it doesn't actually succeed at doing what it wants to do which is reboot the franchise to have be more of a horror type thing than a, a comedy 
and I'm not just saying that as like a, a 32 year old man who like like is never scared by anything. Things do scare me, and I can still recognize when th- like oh that's creepy or like oh this this choice was uh was definitely like Ooh. bone chilling, you know? Yeah, that, I mean it got me a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like I'm like oh it's not scary because it's not like. It, because it fails to deliver on some very basic horror elements that you need to make things scary. The first thing is I need to give a shit about the people I'm watching on screen. And I kind of like Fiona Dorif. I mean, I really like her as an actress, but the character of Nika, I kind of like her, but I don't care about anyone else in this movie. Everyone else is kind of a bad person and very underdeveloped. Um, we have like a lot of plot happening, but not a lot of like heart behind the plot. It just feels like someone's relaying a story to me as opposed to, I don't know, like really acting out like what, what a cheating, like what a relationship would really be like between like a, a, a wife and a, the nanny, you know, like, how would that really play out and like making me kind of care about these, these, these people? Like I hated Barb. I hated Ian. I was glad to see him go. Um, I didn't like Andy Barclay. I immediately am like, I love this kid and he's just really well done in the first two child's play movies. And he really knocks it out of the park. Alex Vincent does Alice. Uh, I, I'm just like on the fence on, I don't really know. I don't really know her. You know, like, think about the scene in Child's Play 1 when Andy pours all that fucking cereal in the morning, right? Like, for his mom. You you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes. So that scene alone gives you so much information about who Andy Barclay is as a kid, right? You love this kid immediately because you can see that he's like sort of a latchkey kid. He's coming from a single parent household. He loves his mom. You know what I mean? Like it's like telling you so much from this one scene. I never get that with Alice. Like I never get one moment where I kind of even care about her a little bit. And then she gets locked in a closet and disappears for the rest of the film. Um, I think that the choice to not have Chucky speak for, the first 45 minutes of the, of an, of an hour and a half long film is terrible. Yeah. It was, it's, it's an absolute mistake because there is no star power in this movie to like carry a 45 minutes of a, of a child's play film. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're watching Catherine Hicks and Chris Sarandon. We're watching like I don't know who A Martinez is, the guy who plays the priest. Like I don't know who these people are, and and like their performances are fine, but again, yeah, it's kind of boring. It's just boring for forty five minutes, and then Chucky's not very funny. Like Child's Play is about a it's about a, this terrifying doll, and he's also like got this like you said this sassy attitude, and this Charles Lee Ray is just like he's just so mean. Like he's mean, not very funny and barely talks. Like even when he starts talking, he barely says anything the whole film. Um, I guess he tells this long ass story (laughs) to, uh, to Nika, 
but it's told in flashbacks that also look kind of crappy and were a little confusing. Some stuff that worked for me were like the tie-ins between the franchises. Like I liked that that was the moment before he starts getting chased by the cops, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was actually pretty clever. Uh, Tiffany coming back was great fan service for me. I I I actually love that. But then, yeah, like you're telling me this Alex Vincent cameo at the end of the credits, like that, that seems awesome, except it totally fucks up like what we just saw, which was like him putting his soul into a little girl's body. Like, why would you show us that? And then, (laughs) and then show, and then like show us immediately after like it didn't work or something. Either it didn't work or we missed something, or this is a flashback even further. Like, it, it's just like clunky for no reason. Like why not just end it with the Alex Vincent thing or just not have that in there? You know what I mean? There's like a lot of questions also. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I could pick to, I could pick apart like all of the continuity errors in this film too. There's a lot, but I guess at the, overall the film was just boring. It was just like hard to get through. I found myself looking at my phone for most of it. And then like, kind of going in and out. It actually took me a while to finish. I took a break at some point because I was just like, nothing is happening. <laughs> like this is this is uh this is very slow. I'm surprised that people like this movie, honestly. Like especially Chucky fans. It's making me think that I may not relate that much to Chucky fans if this is one of their favorites. Because my favorites are like Bride and Seed of Chucky. Uh, like those are two of my favorite child's play films because they feel so alive. Like they're for the very so first colorful. time, so alive for the very first <laughs> time. They feel so colorful and imaginative, and yes, they are batshit crazy for sure. But they also have like I don't know, really fun choices being made at a constant pace. Yeah. This film was like. It, it had some interesting plot ideas, but it didn't really have, I don't know what makes a, what makes a good plot. Like I don't really come to films for the plot. You know, the plot is like a part of what makes a movie great. You need to have great characters and you need to have like memorable set pieces and interesting dialogue. And, you know, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> like, uh, quirks something to something that makes it pop stand out this uh this didn't really have any of that you know and i think i think after just watching like seed of chucky bride of chucky even child's play three had like way more fun choices made than this film i mean the setting of child's play three alone is like a home run compared to this house i think yeah and and you know that's like I'm 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 being really down on it now, but you know there was some gr- there was some great stuff. Again, I liked how it tied into the other parts of the franchise. I I really love a lot of the reveals. Like I love the choice to make the mom sleeping with the babysitter. I love the choice to like start peeling away at Chucky's face as if like somebody had put makeup on his weird scarred face. Like mm-hmm. that was really cool. And I actually thought like this is like one of my favorite looking Chucky dolls. Like he looks quite a bit different than he does in the other films and a little creepier. I thought, Uh, um, 
but yeah, it overall it just didn't work for me. Did you say uh, your most, your your freckle score? My freckle score is not zero freckles out of Eric. It is one freckle out of five. <laughs> <laughs> we salvaged one. All it yes, took was yes. talking about the movie for an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. It <laughs> took me basically being waterboarded with the plot of this <laughs> film to to uh, come around to it. No, I, yeah. I uh, it is my least favorite so far, but by a lot, which is crazy because Child's Play 3 arguably is not very good. Like I but I would so much rather turn that on right now. The more have, like, I think about Child's Play 3, the more I kind of like it. Like me too, actually. <laughs> I I I really like Child's Child's Play three. Actually, yeah. I'm like, if I could go back, I would give it a higher score because I think I gave it a two point five at the time. Yeah, but uh, I would give it a little bit of a higher score. But yeah, it's just like, like yeah, you're right. Like the whole third act takes place in a carnival. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, this weird like fucking like uh, simulated like warfare. <laughs> like yeah. game, yeah, it's crazy, and it's all these it's teenagers. It's it's great. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I I I one hundred percent am with you on on pretty much everything you've said. I just I don't know. It is one of those things to me too, where I'm like kind of baffled by how much people love this movie, and I there is you know like an almost ten year gap. Between films, I guess. Um, I think that a lot of these, a lot of these movies, like the Halloween franchise and the Friday the Thirteenth, um, at least for like a pretty long while, there's not more than like a three or four year gap between the films. And ever since Child's Play three, we've been dealing with like a very long gap in between every film. And I think that really takes a toll on the franchise. I'll say it again: Universal fuck, fucked up. Uh, they 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 did a disservice to the franchise by uh, insulting Don Mancini and uh, turning down his idea for for Seed of Chucky. Right, but this is this is released by Universal, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I also want to point out, but too, that, on uh, straight to straight to video, straight to video. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, I'm looking right now, and like Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really mean that much to me, honestly. And I'm I I don't know if do you agree with that? Are you rot- or do you live and die by Rotten Tomato scores? No, people <laughs> can. Uh, corporations can like buy Rotten Tomato scores. Right, uh, but I I want to point out that uh, something kind of crazy. Uh, about the Rotten Tomato scores of these Chucky films. So Child's Play 1 is sitting at a 67. Child's Play 2 and 3 both have like fucking... are in the 30s and 40s. Uh, Bride of Chucky, 46%. Uh, Seed of Chucky, let's just take a look here. I'm sure it is... I'm sure it's crazy low. Um, Fucking... Curse of Chucky is at a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the highest scoring child's play movie. Oh, yeah. Seed of Chucky, 33%. Yeah. It, this is the highest scoring one, dude. Isn't that nuts? I don't I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, and it's the yeah. highest scoring one by... Oh, actually? 
a little spoiler alert and tease for next week's episode. Yes. Cult of Chucky has 1% higher Ooh. of a score than Curse of Chucky. It's at a 77. It's at 77%. I will All say right. I, I am still excited <laughs> for for Cult of Chucky because uh, you still haven't seen that one. That is yet, the right? only one that I have not seen yet. Yes. Awesome. So awesome. I've got well, I'm, I'm seeing psyched. two Chucky films for the first time uh, within the next couple weeks, and I'm very excited about it. Hell yeah, dude! So what's yeah. your what's your one to six ranking of the films? One to six so far. Yeah. Okay, so it ha- it would have to go. Um, dang, dude! <laughs> it'd have to go. Uh, Probably Bride of Chucky, Child's Play, Seed of Chucky, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Curse of Chucky. Wow. You really liked uh, Seed. I I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I I love that movie, man. Yeah, it, I thought it was I thought it was excellent. But you know, maybe I'm just like, again, yeah, I think that like I really respond so favorably when they lean into the sass to the fucking punk rock <laughs> attitude to like all of the all of the fun like chucky is a horn dog like i love all that stuff I yeah think <laughs> i think i think it's really fun uh and uh and then yeah and, and bride of chucky really i mean that one's number one because it like it strikes such a good balance for all of it like it's fun horror it's a fun teen comedy it's also a, it's it's got everything it's got a little bit of everything uh, but Child's Play One is just a straight up great slasher flick. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then Child's Play Two is also is a great slasher fl- flick. I think it would be a little higher if it wasn't. I don't know if it wasn't kind of such a repeat of the first Child's Play film. You know, right? Uh, what about you? So I have had a change of a change of heart, Jeremy, and I, I mentioned oh, this cool. a little bit earlier, but uh, so. I'll go. I'll go one to six. So my my favorite is obviously Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, second favorite, Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Third favorite, Child's Play two. Fourth favorite, Child's Play three. Whoa. Fifth favorite, Seed of Chucky. Sixth favorite, mm-hmm. Curse of Chucky. That is a that is a big change of heart, my dude. Yes. I the more I think about uh, Child's Play three, the more that I like the idea of it, and I think I think it's very reasonable as we go on through this franchise to see what kind of the lay of the land is and the possibilities are of where we can go with Chucky and 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 everything. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a fine thing to do to 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 admit that you were that you were wrong in the past and. Uh, you know, maybe you treated something a little bit unfairly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that's a that's that that is a big courageous statement to make live on air. Here I'm a hero, Chuck, Chucky. You are kind I'm of a hero. a hero. I've always considered you the hero of this podcast. In <laughs> uh, me, your sidekick and the villain is gotta be uh, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney, yeah. <laughs> You're going down, Courtney. Uh, you're going down. We we got you. We're coming for you, Courtney. The only way to uh, save yourself now is to sign up for the Patreon, five dollars a mm-hmm. month. Five dollars a month at least, Courtney. Yeah, um, we got an executive producer title uh, with your name on it too. If you if you've got the money, if you're interested, <laughs> if you got the dough, 
You've got the dough. Um, yeah. yeah, and by the way, we should probably thank our executive producer for this episode. Uh, Dad wears glasses on Twitter. Dad wears glasses. Always a pleasure to to work for you. Yes, always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you, Dad wears glasses. You're literally the best boss I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, can I have some time off in July? I'm going on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Uh, that makes me think something that we should definitely talk about off air is yeah. that we should bank some episodes. Yeah, we'll bank. <laughs> well, we'll just have to bank a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great, Eric. Well, you got any other, uh, you want any plugs or anything you want to talk about before we uh, sign off? Jeremy, I have nothing going on. What do you got? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can always come by the UCB Theater the second Wednesday of every month to watch uh, Mod Night with my team, Hail Mary. Also, we have a fantastic lineup of other podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, Reality Bits, Video Games, A Comedy Show, Our Podcast Got Hacked, Crushing with Dana and Jeremy, um, and a bunch more. Anywhere podcasts can be found. Stitcher, iTunes. Stitcher, iTunes. Uh yeah, Google Play. Uh whatever. Uh Spotify. Spotify's a good one, yeah. Uh you know, iTunes uh actually is uh shutting down. Yeah, they're you, like redoing I don't think they're sh- well, yeah, iTunes is like breaking up into like Apple podcasts or something. Right. I don't think it'll affect any of our shows at all, but it is it is interesting that that, that the branding name of iTunes will yeah, go away. Yeah. Interesting that immediately after we start a podcast, they decide <laughs> to do that. Eric, we broke iTunes. We broke iTunes, folks. So Jeremy, what do you say we uh talk for another 2 hours? <laughs> Only if it's about this episode, please. Okay. Oh, I mean sorry, about this film, please. Jeremy, I just have one thing to say to you. Mhm. Este es el amigo final. <laughs> <laughs> Translation? Uh. This is the end. Friend? Ha, 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 ha.